Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, we're talking about the disappearance of Ramona Lynn Brown. Ramona Lynn Brown was three years old when she disappeared on March 6, 1984, in New Orleans. She's an African-American female, but due to her age at the time of disappearance, there's very little known about her and who she was as a person, that she was still a toddler. What we do know is that on March 6, 1984, around 3 a.m., a fire was ablaze on the 2600 block of Memorial Park Drive in New Orleans. Ramona lived there with her nine siblings and mother and father. Now, according to a write-up on the case from the Resource Center for Cold Case Missing Children Cases, Johnny May, Ramona's mother, could be heard screaming during the fire that her babies were still trapped inside and that she needed someone to help her get them out. She went to several neighbors after she and other family members escaped, but it was too late. Her mother had to be held back from trying to re-enter the burning home to get the rest of her children who were trapped inside. After firefighters arrived and put out the house, they found the remains of what they believe were three children. The remains of four-year-old Kevin and two-year-old Aubrey were found together on a couch. A third set of remains, believed to be Ramona's, were also found. But the day after the fire, Ramona's sister go to her mother and let her know, Mommy, Ramona escaped the house with me. See, Ramona's six-year-old sister, Simona, recalls that she and Ramona escaped the house together. They ran away together as it burned. Her sister recalled that a car was driving by as they were sitting huddled together and asked if they needed any help. And the car was a man and a woman. And according to her sister, who was six years old at the time, Ramona got up and got into the car. And that was the last time she saw her. And again, initially, it was believed that three set of remains were found. Kevin's, Avi Jr.'s, and what was thought to be Ramona's. But when these remains were sent to the coroner's office, it turned out that, yep, one set of remains belonged to Kevin. One set of remains belonged to Aubrey Jr. But that third set of remains, those were not Ramona's. Those remains weren't even human. The detectives went back out to the house to search, but nothing was found. And they searched for several days. In fact, they started to search the surrounding neighborhoods, but there was not a single sign or clue pointing to Ramona. According to certain articles, police reports notes that the superintendent Morris at the time suggested that Detectives such as Detective Mendoza consult with a local funeral home to find out if Ramona's body could have possibly been burnt to the point that nothing remained but ashes. But it just did not seem likely. According to Mendoza, and I quote, it would have took 1800 to 2100 degrees for two and a half hours to consume a body. And that even after two and a half hours exposure to fire, 
there would still be some bone fragments, bones that would have been identifiable as human. And it should be added that the average house fire actually burnt lower than that, usually somewhere between 1100 to 1400 degrees. But yet and still, no one was able to find a trace of Ramona. Searches and searches and searches at the home and immediate areas yielded no results. I mean, they were searching large storm drains and anywhere in an area that was big enough or wide enough for a toddler to squeeze through, maybe if they got scared and needed to hide. But again, nothing was found. And detectives were ordered to open up on barns and culverts, storm drains, all of that to see if they found the little girl in there, but they didn't. About a week after the fire and no signs of Ramona, the search was called off and it was just assumed that she also perished with the fire and we just didn't have the evidence. But again, we had Ramona's little sister, Simona, still holding on to the belief that no, my sister walked away with us. She is quoted as saying, my little sister Ramona, she was with us. She was with us. And then this car pulled up. Simona recalls seeing Ramona in the street after the fire. She was one of the five children who had all been sleeping, huddled up around a furnace that night in the dining room when the flames roared through the home. And yeah, although police assumed that she died in the fire and they just couldn't find her remains, her sister still believes that Ramona is out there somewhere. See, after the fire, even though Ramona was never found, there was no missing persons report found. The case was never transferred over to the New Orleans Police Department for investigation of a possible kidnapping or homicide because they didn't know. They did not hear about this story from her six-year-old sister that, hey, she walked away from the house with me and a car pulled up and she went inside. Johnny May, the children's mother, said that Simona, the six-year-old, first told her about the story about a day after the fire. But for a long time, Simona left that story there. She did not tell the police just her mom. When asked about it by WWL-TV news reporter Katie Moore, Simona replied, it wasn't on my mind at the time. I had just lost two siblings in a fire. I had seen the people bring two body bags out. It was just too much. And I want to touch on this for a little bit because as you'll hear me talk about when I get to the theory section, a lot of people really hold on to this part of, okay, if you saw your little sister get into a car, why wouldn't you tell the police? Why wouldn't this be something you brought up all the time, every day, until someone listened? But I want us to keep in mind, Simona herself was only six years old at the time. She did what she thought she was supposed to do, which was tell her mother. I don't know about you guys, but... I remember six and I have a six-year-old myself and when you have a relationship with your parents where you trust them you kind of just tell them things and just assume that it will be handled and that 
whatever happens next is because they tried their best and they did whatever. I'm telling you now, my daughter walks through the door and tells me things that she needs to wait until after I'm done unpacking her backpack and taking off her shoes or whatever. Things that she really needs to wait until I have time to concentrate and focus on. But she'll tell me big important things that her teacher or whoever wants me to know while I'm in the middle of doing things, while I'm busy. And she just has all the trust in the world that, okay, well, I told mommy it's going to be handled and then kind of goes away. I just assumes it's going to be handled because this is mommy and I trust mommy and that's what I do. I give it to her and she handles them and things will eventually work themselves out. And I throw that out there because, again, I saw a lot of comments of people being kind of harsh on the sister for not pressing more into this and making sure this information got into the hands of the police. But again, she was only six and she just saw her home burnt down. She just heard the scream of her two brothers who did not escape the home. That is an extremely traumatic experience for anybody to go through, but especially a six-year-old. So her waiting until the next day to tell her mother makes a lot of sense to me. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but we'll also hear people kind of going into the mom and saying, okay, but why didn't the mom follow up? I would have followed up. I would have... Again, just like the six-year-old just experienced this traumatic thing, the mother also just experienced her home burning down and losing three children. Because whether Ramona was in the house or not, she never saw that little girl again. She lost three children. And the only person who remembers seeing her is a six-year-old who, again, just experienced this very traumatic thing who just barely escaped with their life and they're telling you this in the middle of you probably having a breakdown trying to hold it together while again remember originally they believed that they had removed the remains of three children it took some time for the coroner to come back and say hey one of these are not the remains of a child so when that six-year-old was telling her that and you're originally getting the story that hey we got three remains you are probably not really trusting the validity of that. You might not even have the mental capacity or space to handle or deal with that. And yes, even though time has passed and eventually does come out, hey, these remains are not that of a child. Again, the family, they searched. Even after the police searched, they kept going back to the area searching and looking and Again, nobody else remembers seeing Ramona except for this six-year-old. While it's very easy for us to sit here and listen to this and think of all the things we would have done, the truth of the matter is when you experience something so traumatic, so close to home that you were also in, and again, the only reliable source you got is from a six-year-old who also just went through this very traumatic thing, who, yep, six-year-olds, they're very smart and they know a lot more than we think, but also they're six they are not yet abstract thinkers the way that they make sense of the world is not the same as an adult i think we might be being a bit harsh and not giving a little bit of grace to the ma who did not dig into the remark made by her six-year-old just 24 hours after you just saw the perishing of your two children in your home now, WWL, they did an amazing job, and I'll post the link to their videos on YouTube because they did a great job covering the story in 2017 for the local news in Louisiana. 
but they talked to Detective Mendoza, who was on the scene when this happened, and he is quoted as saying, yeah, no one ever told us. No one ever told me they saw her, saw her, speaking of Ramona, after the fire. And to be totally candid with you, extraordinary things have happened. At that time, I don't recall ever thinking that she had survived that fire. But in 2018, her sister Simona, who saw the six-year-old who saw her sister getting into a car, filed a missing persons report for Ramona. And over 30-something years later, that's when the official investigation into Ramona's disappearance began. Now, I keep saying that Simona is the only family member that recalls seeing Ramona after the fire, and that is true, but she is not the only family member that has reported something odd about Ramona and this fire after the fire has happened. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that other family members do remember all hearing the cries of their two younger siblings, Kevin and Aubrey Jr., crying. And yes, you can say, well, okay, maybe she had already perished. Maybe she couldn't because of smoke inhalation. And that's fair, but that's not the only odd thing. See, a few days after the fire, it's reported that Ramona's grandmother received a strange phone call. This phone call was from a little girl who said her name was Al. Al was Ramona's in-home nickname. The grandmother told reporters, it's been so long, but I know. I have a sharp mind. The telephone rang. This is about two or three days later. The telephone rang and I picked it up and I said hello. And somebody said, Ma. I said, who is this? Al. I said, Al, where are you? And I didn't hear no more. The grandmother called her daughter to tell her about this phone call. But again, no one ever reported it to the police. The grandmother reports for decades. Still, she believes that that phone call was from Ramona. Now, her sister Simona, who remembers Ramona leaving the house with her and getting into this car, and she was only six, so she has very faint details. But the things that she recall about this was that in the car was an old black man and an older white woman. She recalls the car looking like a bronzish color like a bronze type of color and it seemed like some type of old Cadillac. But the problem is we have such little details and now it's been over 30 years. Now, looking back, authorities now believe that the chances that Ramona's remains were completely consumed by the fire, again, were actually kind of unlikely. Although arson like has never been ruled out, there was speculation in certain news articles that a heater was to blame for the fire, but it was actually never confirmed. The Browns, though, they did rebuild that same home in that same area. One family member reported that after Ramona's disappearance, they wanted to stay there just in case she returned. Currently, her case is being considered a possible non-family abduction, and it remains unsolved. In fact, the reason why the public is rehearing about this case is because her sister Simona, the one who saw her get in that car, was speaking to news reporter Katie Moore from WWL-TV, and she asked her, 
Like, my little sister is missing from a house fire in 1984. I think you can help me find her. Now, as I said, again, now the case has been open over 30 years after Ramona disappeared. And that's going to cause a little bit of difficulties, no matter what case we're looking into. But in this case, it's causing even extra difficulties because this was a disappearance that happened in Louisiana, New Orleans. And what has happened since the mid 80s in New Orleans and now? Well, a lot of things, obviously, but specifically Hurricane Katrina. Due to Hurricane Katrina, lots of people lost their lives, their homes, their living. And also, we lost a lot of historical records in that storm. The full and official autopsies conducted on Kevin and Aubrey Jr. are nowhere to be found. But Basic copies were still found in NOPD records. The substantial incident and supplemental reports were also found due to being on the second floor of the NOPD headquarters during Katrina. But things like the investigative files on the fire, yeah, we have no idea where those are. So some of the things that we're relying on in this case are really dependent on what was reported in old newspapers and word of mouth. Now, that WWL-TV videos on this case, they did a lot of like work and they did an amazing job. Um, they were able to track down neighbors who were witness to the fire. Some of them were living in different states at that time and they were able to talk to them. Three of them, in fact, one was actually a firefighter who shifted through the ashes themselves and they were able to get some firsthand accounts. And they were also able to get someone to create an enhanced photo of what Ramona may look like now, which I will have posted on my Instagram. Since the case has been reopened, three of the siblings and Ramona's mother has since submitted their DNA to a genealogy database in hopes that Ramona is out there somewhere and she will submit her DNA at some time too and they will be reconnected. But as of now, Though the story is out there a little bit more, no new information has came about. And the family still has no idea where Ramona Lynn Brown is. So let's get into some of the theories. So of course, the biggest theory is that Ramona is alive, that she is out there living somewhere not knowing who she is. If she was kidnapped again, she was only three years old. She probably does not have a good memory of what her life would have been like before then she is just living her life not knowing anything about this family about this area about this fire or none of that and that it's just a matter of time before for her birthday or christmas somebody gets her some type of dna kit and she just accidentally stumbles upon the biggest surprise of her life other theories include that Yes, she might have been kidnapped, but the kidnapping story did not go that rosy. If she was kidnapped, it could have been by very devious people, and we don't really know what may have happened after they got her in that car. Others have pointed out that they actually don't think the kidnapping thing is real, that this was a six-year-old who was confused, and her brain needed to create a story to keep her safe. And sometimes our brain definitely does. 
Now, one person's comment I came across in a threaded read talked about stranger abductions being actually very statistically uncommon. And they're right, it is statistically uncommon. Usually when we are abducted or assaulted or harmed in any way, it's usually by people that we know. And this commenter just talks about what the odds would have been that somebody would have been driving by a house fire at 3 a.m. at that moment and they happen to be kidnappers and they just so happen to come across some children unattended to while the adults were in a panic and this was just their golden opportunity. They talked about how this just defies the odds and it just did not seem very likely and seemed really, really far out there. And to be honest, that's a fair assessment because you're right. That is a lot of things that have to line up for these possible kidnappers. But something that other people have commented on that particular thread was that, well, yeah, that does seem like a lot of odd coincidences. But here's the thing. The night that this fire happened was in New Orleans the night before Mardi Gras. Technically, the early morning of Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras in New Orleans in the 80s. This is going to be a time where lots of strangers are in this area. Lots of drunk, out-of-towners. They're up at 3 a.m. doing who knows what. I mean, that's got to kind of increase possibilities a little bit, right? And don't ask me. I don't know. I very much was a person who got their B- minus in stats and took it with a smile and a grin and say, yep, that's about all I can do here. So this is not my area whatsoever. But knowing that this happened during Mardi Gras does make me think, yeah, there's a chance there might have been a lot of weirdos out at that type of night in that particular area. And others have pointed out that maybe this was a planned fire. They never were able to rule out arson. Now, this one I have a little bit harder time to think of because... That means this would have to be people who knew that this was a house full of kids to do the fire, to specifically draw out the kids. And that one seems a lot more elaborate to me because while we have this six-year-old who remembers the scar, that remembers there's a guy and a woman, the guy is black, the woman is white, the car looks like an old Cadillac. If this is a person that knew that this was a house that had all these kids and they were specifically setting the house on fire to take some of these kids. One, it seems odd that they would only take one, but two, also, I would then think that the little girl would have been able to recognize them a little bit or been able to point out more details about the people if this is someone who knew, yep, this particular house has at least nine children. And that does not seem to be the case. That one feels a little bit more far out, but that's just based on the information and details that I know about the case that we might still be missing some parts because again, the police themselves, they just found out about this car 30 years after the fact. So there is a chance that there are some parts of this case that we just do not have that might sway our theories in one way or the other. And kind of like I talked about earlier, I did come across a lot of comments of people who thinks it's just really odd that that the mom kept being told by the daughter that, hey, I remember Ramona being with me when we left the house. Like, she definitely made it out. Also, there's a car. And then a couple days later, being told by her mom that, hey, somebody called, and I'm pretty sure that was Ramona. She said her name was Al, and never bringing this up. And while I agree that is a bit odd, 
grief can cause us to act a bit odd and a bit strange. Again, she was being told this by a six-year-old. And at the time, they believed that three sets of remains were taken from the home. At that point in time, this was a woman who literally had to be held back from running into a burning house where she can still hear the screams of her beloved little Kevin and her baby Aubrey Jr. And there's a chance that cognitive dissonance just went into full effect. Now, I will say that it is reported that the mom said that over the years, every now and then, she would ask Simona again. Now, wait, what what you say about Ramona leaving, leaving the house after the fire? And she reports, no matter when she asked her, Simona, for the first time she told her, up until now, had the same exact story. There was this couple. It's a black guy, older, white woman, older as well. It's bronze-colored car, looked like an old Cadillac. And they asked for it to help us out. They asked if we needed anything, and Ramona got in. And while many do believe it is very odd that the mother never followed up on this, the truth of the matter is she just went through this very traumatic experience. And again, none of the other kids report seeing this car, though all the kids were in the same general area. It could have been a matter of mom did not want to complicate her grief by chasing down this statement that was said by a child who just went through a very, very traumatic thing. Another thing that I did come across was a comment where a person had mentioned that, hey, sometimes six-year-olds have very active imaginations and sometimes you have a child that when they say things, you kind of just don't believe them because they just tell long tales, long dramatic tales, and you kind of just shrug at whatever they said. And if I'm grieving, I'm going through a bad time, it might have just been a shutdown of what's being said because I'm grieving enough and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with you. Whether you agree with that or not, that was a perspective that was thrown out there that actually could have very well have been a thing. We don't know. But what we do know is that over 30 years have gone by and Ramona is still missing. And we still have her sister who was like, nope, I know what I saw and what I remember. Who has never changed her story. Her family still wants to know where is Ramona and what happened to her that night. So I ask if you by any chance have any information that may pertain to this case that you give a call to the New Orleans Police Department, 4th District Detectives, at 504-658-6040. Now that's all the information I have for this case. I will have pictures of Ramona on my Instagram, which is the overlooked underscore podcast. And I will have a new episode for you guys in two weeks. Thank you for listening. As I say all the time, be safe and be vigilant. And I have a new one for you guys soon. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.